0: Yes, sir. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to Creating Space. I'm your host, Wes Knight, and today, Nick Cullen joins the show. Now, some of you out there may be asking, who is Nick Cullen? Well, I'll tell you, Nick Cullen is one of the coolest entrepreneurs to hit the mainstream this digital age. Nick is the owner of Second Flight Consultancy, and what Second Flight Consultancy does is audit a business's marketing persona, right? They take a look at what your company is doing currently for marketing, for growth. They look to enhance the brand and develop and innovate new ideas. What Nick Cullen and his company, Second Flight Consultancy, are focused on doing is giving you literally a second chance at life, for your company, breathing a new bit of oxygen into the lungs of your company, revamping it, and really enhancing your return on investment from within your company. Now, Why Nick Cullen? Well, Nick's story is unprecedented. Nick is a modern day renegade. Nick is the ultimate nonconformist. He has found a way to create his own avenue in anything he has done in his life. And it all started out by being kicked out by his old man, pushed to a subway station with nothing but his clothes and having to figure out life from there. So with no further ado, let's bring Nick Cullen onto the show to tell us just how he has taken all of that negative and turned it into so much positive.
1: Nick, what's happening, brother? Welcome to Creating Space. What's going on, Wes? I am amped to be here today. Uh, and uh, Thank you so much for even having me on here. I'm, I'm excited. What do you mean, man? You deserve
0: every bit of space that you have on this show. You are making major plays in society. You've been through a lot and you've come out on the other side in your story. I figured, hey, let me reach out to Nick. Let me see if he's about it. And you reached back to me very quickly and said, I'd
1: love to be a part of it. Here we are. Welcome. I know, right? It's it's so cool how things kinda like all connect with one another, right? And I'm I was really, really happy you even reached out because I, I've been interviewed on several podcasts and just it's just talking about business, right? And and part of the success of a business person is the journey that they take. And you know, no one wakes up, you know, and boom successes hit them in the face. There's, there's usually a story behind it and no one really has uncovered that too much. So I'm really excited to like really talk about that kind of stuff today with you.
0: We all have our drivers, man. These, these things mm-hmm. that are intrinsic motivators and a lot of times they come from our experiences. You know, Creating Space came from a time in my life where I got knocked off the proverbial pedestal and I was flat on my face about to make a really, really life-changing decision, life-altering decision. And that, that has driven me to this point. Now, you've gotten to a place which is awesome. You're six figures a month in second flight consultancy. You're making major plays. First of all, before we even get started, Nick, tell me what you're juiced
1: about. What are you amped about? Like you said today, what are you grateful for? I have to say, man. You know this this past year, a lot of beautiful things have happened. You know, um, not only have, you know, I, I recently got married to the love of my life and high school sweetheart. You know, just you know, a few months ago. So I'm really happy about that. But you know, one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm even really happy personally for me is these opportunities. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one thing to do something in life, but it's another thing to be able to share it and get the message out there where other people may be in a certain situation where they. You know, they're having self doubt about themselves or whatever it might be, and being able to change some of those mindsets around and give them the the confidence in in that, like their own juice, right? To do something awesome with their life. And you know, I think one of the things I'm the most grateful for is now being at the point of my career where I could talk and share the story, inspire others, and you know, help others more importantly right so whether that be business owners i work with or people that just i get to talk to or just allow even the privilege to be in their ear like like right now um i think right now I, I that's what i'm most used for what gets me excited every week when a new opportunity like this comes and you know getting you know getting that uh you know amped level of excitement in people's uh, minds and hearts and and, doing, and meeting even cool guys like you, West. Hey, I, I don't know if uh,
0: cool is the right word for that, but I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You know, I got <laughs> chills when you were talking about the difference that you want to make because at the end of the day, what I heard on the other line of the interview that I heard was a guy who's a teacher. At the end of the day, at the base level of of what he's doing, he's, he's found a way to teach and you teach in very different capacities. Now, my level of interest is the deep stuff. Like I want to go in and see what really drives you, right? I'm a mindset junk. So I wanted to see, as you were talking about certain things where I could feel an emotional tie to it, I wanted to dive deep down into it, man. I wanted to see, all right, what's going on? What's, what turns this guy's gears? And uh, I'm honestly excited to, to dig into it. So before we start, let's let's see why the listeners should listen to you. D- explain to us exactly what Second Flight Consultancy is and what you do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, so Second Flight Consultancy, I like to describe it as like a growth hacking agency, right? Where we take, you know, the basis of social media, pay-per-click advertising, you know, content creative advertising and everything around that. And what we'd like to do though, is think of it in a different mindset. We like to push the boundaries. We like to develop strategies that are going to make things go viral, shift the dynamic of the marketplace and really disrupt it. And, um, you know, I, I it kind of, kind of was born, through even my own mindset when I was even younger with like how I saw the world and how I always like to figure out like if everyone is doing a certain thing, I don't wanna do it. I wanna be the first to market and doing something that no one else e- has even thought of before. And you know, and that's part of the, the, the whole kind of birth of this whole thing. Cause I was getting frustrated with seeing what everyone else was doing and no one was being innovative in the digital marketing space. And I was like, you know what? I wanna create an agency that, you know, if someone comes to my business and their story is, hey, I've been in doing this for 20 years. I haven't been able to figure out what to do and I need I need another uh, way to get myself to point B. I want to be that second flight, you know, that connecting flight in their journey as a person or a business owner, you know, to get them to that point B and doing it through, you know, a very unique way and taking them on a, you know, on a G6 plane to that. Point <laughs>
0: <two>. <laughs> I love how you're building it. You use those metaphors, man. It's, it's creating a great story. So the very first G6 that you ever flew, so to speak, what was that like? Where did this
1: company begin? What was the origin? So the origin. Let's let's talk about that. Um, so way like if we look even way 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 back, right? Um, when I I, I should have saw it, but you know I I took the conformist route in in the early days. You know, it was when I was actually like a young teenager. I used to be a musician. Right, and I wanted to get into the music space, and but I wanted to get into it where I was helping people get more seen online, and and, you know that kind of visibility. So one of the early things I figured out was with YouTube. I figured out like you could actually see when people, and you you can still do it, but it's not. It wasn't as you know easy to hack this, you know, back in you know now as it was back in the day. But you know, I figured out a way to like see every single person who was commenting on a video, and you know reaching out to them and introducing a new artist. And I figured out this cool way to automate that entire process. So what used to take, you know, copy and pasting and messaging, you know, three minutes a pop. I was doing like 300 of those within two minutes and just blasting that because I created this really cool tool that would do that. And, you know, that did really well. And, you know, things were doing, you know, good around that. I was getting a lot of, you know, really interested parties and, you know, bands together. And it, it was it was rocking really well for, for a teenage kid. But the problem was, you know, I, I also, you know, went the conformist path of like, all right, I have to get a job and do all these things, try getting to school. And, you know, I, I, I ran into some roadblocks along the way because, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this more in depth, but, um, you know, I, I had a, I had a bit of a, a family strain that happened and then that kind of put the college thing aside because financially I couldn't afford it. And the, the other thing that kind of came into play was, you know, I was picking up a lot of jobs cause I needed to, I needed to live. So I, I picked up a lot of good jobs though, like sales positions that I, I like, harnessed my own strength and muscle of of learning how to, you know, speak and and convincing people and showing value other than just commodity based, you know, selling, Um, just really, you know, finding the value in what I'm presenting or even selling myself to in learning that ability to get myself going. And then, you know, what happened was, every year that i would have probably went to co- you know graduated from another year of college i ended up finding another great unique position or opportunity so that way i was personally kind of like moving myself up the ranks so instead of going from a freshman to a senior i was going from like okay i'm going to go from a sales executive to a sales manager to a vp to my end goal which i actually hit it was you know having more of a c level stature position that way I could feel like I had just accelerated and almost growth hacked my own life in a sense. Wow. Right. Wow! And, and <clears throat> at that moment I was learning the basis and you don't really understand this. I never did until recently. Um, you know, they say money doesn't make you happy, right? It, it, it's the fulfillment that makes you happy. And during the time when I was working, and making money, you know, before I left the corporate lifestyle job, of that whole thing, I, I was making a good, good salary. I was making, you know, I was bring my tax returns were and everything. Where I was making the six figure lifestyle, right? You know, you where you would think like, oh, you know, a young twenty, two, twenty three year old kid, you know, making six figures. That that's that's the that's that's you're golden, right? But what 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 was happening was, I wasn't really happy. Well, society had led you to the belief that
0: if you had this XYZ job that, like you said, if you conform to what everyone is telling you, uh, that there's their idea of happiness, when you get to that point, you automatically think that that's going to be a destination that happiness resides that's the destination disease that people talk about, right? So you're there. You're at this point where you had worked your way up at a very young age. You're sitting there with money that can provide you with what it is you need at that time.
1: You said you're not happy. What does that mean? I think the thing of the happiness is like – when you wake up, and this goes for everyone, when you wake up, what is that first emotion that you feel? Are you excited about doing what you want to do or are you dreading it? Or do you wish you could just throw the covers over your head and just say, I don't ever want to get out of this bed. Not because I'm comfortable. It's more because I don't want to go through it, right? And I remember, you know, talking to my wife when i was going through those times every time even i i got a new position you know the first few months and you're in the honeymoon stage and you're like ah oh, this is great i love it and then you realize you, know, you uh, it, for me it just kind of sank in where i was like why am i doing this like i know like every fiber of my being was just like this is this is not for me this is not what i'm i'm supposed to do i'm 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 meant to do something far greater than doing something for someone else and I love
0: love it. Hey, Nick, I love it. And here's why I do love it because I was at a place similar. I was a a professional athlete, man. And and society had told me for the longest time, Wes, when you get to the pro level, you're going to be that guy. You'll be that guy and you'll be happy. And I was there. And once my identity got taken away and I got back and went through this transformational process, it wasn't until I became aware that I got there and I realized, man, I don't really like this anymore. This doesn't fill my heart with joy. So I, I very closely can uh, align with that feeling that you had, but it's not always easy to step away from, from that attachment that you have to the job or that comfort in that six-figure business, is it?
1: Oh, not at all. I mean, it, for me, <laughs> I can tell you, like, I I had that itch, right? And I I was trying to explore. Okay, obviously, I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled, and I don't want to continue doing this. And I knew, like, I always wanted my own thing. I was telling, I was always telling every night, uh, I had a conversation with my wife almost, and I was saying, like, Hey, you know, I I really want to do my own thing, but I know the struggle that that might bring. And and during that time, that was when I was looking to, you know, make some big moves in the relationship, you know, you know, ask her to marry me and the whole stability factor of like making sure she knows like I'm not going to be having us live on the streets. You know? yeah. Well, you're a I, young I, guy at
0: this time, right? So I, I that, those are a lot of big questions to ask yourself at such a young age, man.
1: It is. It is. But almost at the same time though, it's like the most optimal time to make moves like that. Wow. I, I like that. Because because in my head, I was like, if I, if I follow a course, right, and I don't do what I naturally feel like I, I need to do, not that I want to do, that I just need to do, if I would have hold it, hold, held it off, got myself more in, in almost personal, not not financial, but more personal debt of like where I'm at in my life. Because realistically, yeah, money, money, yeah. There's a debt factor of money, right? But when you look at personal debt, like when your obligations exceed what you personally even want to do in your life, like when you have kids or when you have other responsibilities or you have other people who rely on you to make sure that you could make their lives also good too. Like I knew as I got older and things might have happened, taking that risk would be more selfish than anything. Wow! Right? Wow! So. so I almost feel, and I always tell people, especially when they're in their twenties, you know, and they're saying like, "Oh, well, I have to do this." I'm like, "Hey, if you stopped for a year or even two years, try figuring it out for yourself. Do what you want to do. Guarantee you, there'll be no difference. And if they, if 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 you need to go back to the job world, and they say, "Why? Where's this gap?" Just fill that in with what the project you were doing, and I guarantee you those that year or two years that you were trying to do something, and maybe it failed, right? But I guarantee you that learning experience will show far more value to the the employer's eyes than what you were trying to do at another person's job that you hated and clearly that's why you're at that new job interview. Love that Nick man that this idea of personal debt I've
0: not yet heard frame like that and I really I, it really struck a chord with me man well, because I, I realize am. now that I am far more fearful of being in debt to my to going against my core values and what I really represent what I really love and what I really care about than any amount of money that could be in my bank account man like he, as much as I w- was a fanatic about money when I was younger how I'm at this point now where if I'm not adding pure value to society, then I don't want to be a, a part of what it is I'm doing, right? So I love the fact that you have framed uh, uh, at such a young age. What are you, 26, Nick? Yeah! Wow, 26 years say. old, man. Jeez, at 30 years old, I'm just framing uh, personal debt in my mind. I appreciate that aha moment. But Nick, here's a talent that you have, which I'm sure the uh, our listeners, our Creating Space listeners now have um, picked up on. You've got this non-conformist mindset. You've got this ability to kind of steer yourself and navigate away from the point of view of society and where everyone else is heading. And you've operated very comfortably in the space outside, the space between, so to speak. Where do you think that nonconformist conformist mindset or that ability to look in different directions than everyone else for opportunity, where do you think that was built and why?
1: <sighs> That's a great question, right? Um, sometimes it's kind of like the whole nurture versus nature thing, right? That mentality. Some people just can't shake it. Some people have it, right? And I for me, I feel like this whole nonconformist mindset, it, it kind of started when I was younger, right? i always been that guy that was, you know, challenged authority a little bit when it comes to like, hey, you must do things this way. And I'll be like, why... I always questioned it I'm like why it, it, there might be a better way and I and if someone told me well there is no better way I'll be like okay well let me try proving you wrong and let me show you how there actually is a better way and if you think about it you know, I, I always just admired even when I was like younger looking at like all the great entrepreneurs out there they're all non conformists if we were all conformists there would not be this cool looking freaking phone in our pockets that we could control with our voice now. Uh, great we'll, point. Great you know, point. We, we would be stuck dealing with the phone that's attached to the wall because, <laughs> you know, but but realistically it, I think it also comes down to where, it, how, how, what your upbringing is. Right. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I had a, a pretty strict, uh, you know, growing up lifestyle. And, you know, when, when, you grow up in a strict lifestyle, I, th- you know, with with your with your family. I feel like you're either you're going to be in a crossroads. You're either going to challenge the strict lifestyle, or you're going to conform to it, right? And for the longest time, I conform to it, like every kid. And when I started realizing like the things and decisions that are being made are are not for my best interest, right? It's in the best interest of other people. That's when I realized like I can't be doing this. Because I know ultimately it'll be my demise. And that wow. created- what an that, aha moment there. It, it was, and it did create some pretty big problems. You know, it, it's, it's one of those reasons why, you know, I, I literally been, you know, not, not even in touch with my family for the, almost the last 10 years. Whoa, you know? okay. 10
0: years since you've last communicated with your family.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been pretty rough, man. Um, so that sounds like I'm going to go on a limb here
0: Uh, a lot of times. And I know my ambition comes from things from childhood, right? A lot of times it does. A lot of times there's driving factors, maybe insecurities, uh, experiences that happen. A creating space moment in my life was the injury most recently. But it sounds like maybe we found a creating space moment for you in that day since the last time it was that you communicated with your family. Am I am
1: I am I on track there? Am I anywhere close to the target? I would say I would say you, you're 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 very close, right? You know, um, you know the whole the whole thing that happened was it was it was again going back to like the parenting. kind of side of things you know my 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 my, they were very blue-collared came from you know that kind of lifestyle and you know with my uh you know my family being very blue-collared and financially strapped you know they always wanted me to kind of follow this you know a a guaranteed path of success which would which we find now is nothing nothing's guaranteed yeah and and i think the other thing that kind of added to it was like you know it, it, we we had I had to struggle with you know unfortunately with my my dad that was around you know he he grew up in a, you know both my parents grew up in a really tough neighborhood in New Jersey and you know the biggest thing I think was that you know with him he stayed in that area as a police officer and being a police officer. You know, in a really rough community, is you know adds a lot of stress, and I think unfortunately that stress kind of kind came home at certain points when I was becoming a teenager and wanted my own freedom, and then challenging someone who naturally was in a position of authority, right? You know that that probably created some yeah, like, added tension, just- huh? Added tension, right? You know, and I and I and it unfortunately just really threw things off, and and a lot of I think the thing was. I learned when I was like that age that the toxicity of who you have in your life is really important to kind of like give your own kind of checks and balances with, right? You know, and you hear that, like, you, you know, you want to avoid toxic people and whatever is creating that toxicity in your life. You really don't want, you just, you just have to learn how to, you know, move from it and you know no one wants to think that their their family is toxic right but unfortunately sometimes in certain cases it it could be the case and you know when i was going through some of those things it was really difficult i was in a really dark place luckily thank god that was when i met my wife when i was in high school and her family really took good care of me and you know she she was there every step of the way of all the craziness that happened and i think you know Going through all that, going through that pain and where my last kind of stint was, you know, because I want, I, I, I vocally told them, was like, guys, I can't be living in this situation. I can't be feeling like every night I'm, I'm just a prisoner. I I felt horrible. And the thing was, I, I knew like if I would have stayed there and went through that, I, 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 I would have drowned in my own misery. And you've
0: got this nonconformist mindset. You see this boundary that's being placed around you. So naturally you're ready to break free from it, man. You know, your soul is pushing you. Your desire is pushing you. And probably what's making you most unhappy is the fact that you're fearful from following what you know you should do. So when was the moment, the creating space moment where man, you stood up, put your chest out and you said, I'm going for it and I'm turning my back to this and
1: I'm never looking back yeah so I think that moment was like i and I'll show yeah. you how this moment also reappeared itself a little bit. um I think the moment was honestly when the one day I woke up and my parents had to, my bags packed and they dropped really? me off at the at the train station. I had no other choice right and i could have I could have easily said, No, please, I'm sorry you know i'll leave I'll leave my you know my girlfriend and stay home because you guys are right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I Instead, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I was at the train station, balled my eyes out for a good solid hour. But then when I kind of got off the clarity of what just happened and what can happen now, I felt finally in control, right? I didn't have to follow the path. I, I could choose my own, I could choose the rhythm and the beat of my own drum now. And Love that. That, that's when I, you know, I, even though I knew it was scary, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I felt, the most in control.
0: I love that. Well, I was in a spot in Vancouver where <clears throat> making terrible, terrible decisions because I was really bummed. My identity was gone. Sh- reaching for things that would provide me with happiness, and I ended up making a you know a mistake that sabotaged a relationship. You know, and in that losing that relationship, um, I started to realize that the path that I was on in that relationship, i.e., coaching, wanting to coach and and coach soccer and and going on that path, it was something that I thought that that I should be following, that people were pushing me towards. But really, my soul was like, man, what you really want to do is over in this area, start to take a look at that. So I love to hear that, man, you were inspired to finally go and, and, and chase that. What you knew was was on the other side of the fear or the or the scarcity mindset that you were in the environment that you were existing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was only 17 at the time. Right, so that's when I I kind of finally felt in my 17 years of life, like I I could I I could choose whether I want to fail or succeed, right? And I, I I had that burning sensation that I want to succeed, and part of that reason, honestly, is you know I think the expectation that people thought I was going to fail, like wow. when when you, I, I, I'm not going to lie, my entire family. Probably thought I was gonna fail. My dad, kind of subtly said, in a and like almost a backhanded kind of you know comment before I left, was kind of like, "Hey, don't worry. When you fail, you could come home. I won't even mention a thing." Oh kind of like, my <laughs> kind of, goodness! Know,
0: there it is. There it yeah. is. If I want to ask Nick Cullen where his source of ambition and drive and motivation comes from, I bet you, you have reframed, have listened. I bet you could still audibly hear the inflection of your father's voice when he said it. And it's been the driver behind all of your success. Would you
1: agree? I would say that. I would say that. And and I'll have to say this though too, at the same time, Um, in my early days, it was it was a, a major driver, right? Because I had this burning desire just to prove someone wrong, Got it. right? And now looking forward, I have all this good stuff going on, but I have no communication. And I tried, I, you know. I, I want to definitely state it out there. I tried. I even tried recently with you know with you know my marriage and getting things in track. And you know, full disclosure too, you know, my last name originally was Bolwin. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that my last name originally was Bolwyn and it just recently changed because my wife and I decided to combine our last names, right? And to, to like really start a new Lineage and really showcase how, our love that we have with one another, and it was really cool. You that know, I, I also awesome. I've never present. heard
0: that. That is, that's like a phoenix, a a, a rebirth, man. You guys are going to join forces together and create this whole new direction for the lineage of your family. That's cool, man. Talk about oh, yeah. nonconformist, always looking for new ideas, dude. This is very yeah, cool.
1: So, so, like, you know, it actually comes out. Her last name was Kolik. My last name is Bolwin, and if you alternate the letters starting with her first letter, you know, it actually you know spells out Cullen, which is kind of cool so uh so that's the story of my last name in case people look me up they're like why the hell is this guy named (laughs) Bowling? but but going back to the point you know i it's been it was years right it was years and i I was starting a new life and i was going into new things i knew i would be having a family and all these things and i'd grown up and all these great things have happening and it feels even weird that all these great things are happening and my own parents don't even know what am i doing all this i could be dead you know what i mean and they just don't know and I I recently wanted to try getting things back together and I thought things might have gone through kind of shared some of my thoughts and feelings and we're supposed to meet and you know he went on my Facebook and saw my name was different (laughs) oh I'm sure that hit him like a a ton of bricks huh which I can understand if you didn't talk to your son for years and you realize there's a different last name but it wasn't for malicious reasons I didn't do it for hey you're you're just a, a horrible person and I did it just only because of that. It was the, the it was because I wanted to do this new way of doing it. I mean, I feel like it's I don't the whole last name thing. I feel like is so old school. Of like even like having making you know having that kind of feel of someone else taking another name. Like why should they abandon their own name? I feel like the true marriage is conjoining you know of love and everything right so why not do the same with the last name you know not a hyphen so so that was like that was the whole logic but then it flew into this whole other thing of you know abandoning you know just disgracing family and blah 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 and i kind of like was like all right let me let let him have his little you know stint because i'm sure it could be a shock you know um but i realized it wasn't just that. It, it was still going back to the same old problems. And I, I, and unfortunately, I had to kind of reflect and be like a whole, my, my mindset of like, you know, with people, right. And I, and toxicity and things and like, and I just kind of just checked myself again. And I was like, you know what, unfortunately, I think this is just going to be one of those chapters in my life that I can't, I can't change. That's excellent. So you've,
0: you've decided, which I was hoping you were going to get to, you decided to, to give that emotion, that situation peace. And (laughs) I love that because I'm doing that to a number of things. Uh, in myself, in my current life, right? So I've got a great book that I've just opened up. I'm not sure if you've heard of Gabby Bernstein. She's got a new book that she just released. It's called The Universe Has Your Back. And in one of the first chapters of the book, she talks about throwing peace and choosing love over things that continue to trigger you. So there is a lot of guilt that I feel for the relationship that I had in Vancouver, the people that I turned my back on, a number of things, right? And because because I kept trying to change it and trying to fix it, I just was perpetuating the cycle. There was nothing I could do. What happened to me happened to me. And I had to just frame it and just give it peace, throw it, love the vibration of the universe and say, you know what, I got to release this and I've got to be okay with it in order for me to move forward. It's a great book if you're looking to come to peace with fear or any sort of remorse over situations. So I love that you've gotten to a place now where you've just said, I can't fight it anymore. I've just got to give it peace, let it be. And if it's meant to be in the the future that this comes full full circle and we heal from this, then, then that's what happens.
1: I, I, Nick, I, kudos to you for making that decision. Yeah, man. I think that was the biggest thing because for years, for myself, it was like one of those things where I felt guilty, right? I felt like I didn't give it my sh- – I didn't I didn't reach out fully, right? And when I did and I still got kind of like the dirt kicked a little bit in my face, I just realized like, you know what? At least I could leave with a clean conscience. Mm. But I tried. I tried. You know what I mean? But you know things move forward. And yeah, you've done your you gotta, part. You got you to you keep doing your thing and, and going back to you know what I was originally trying you know going to get into. Right was in the beginning it was it was for you know a vengeance kind of mentality. Like right? I'm going to prove this person wrong. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm not going to be a failure. You know I just want to shove it in their face when I'm all super successful. Right, and then it shifted just like even within the last three years that when you realize the people that you grew up with and the people that don't know anything about you anymore i'm like i'm an adult now they knew me when i was a teenager and they don't know anything about me i'm now looking at this and using even platforms like this as a as a vehicle to at least get my voice out there to uh-huh. them just to say like i'm doing okay like i'm i'm doing okay and if you ever want to at least Check in on me. You can find me. Love it. All right. So, you know, let, what a fun. great
0: segue. Let's use your voice as a vehicle. Let's follow that organic path that this conversation is taking, right? So, now here you are with full knowledge and reflection of what you've been through, what you've learned from it. And I guarantee you, there is a multitude of listeners right now who are thinking, man, I've gone through something exactly like that. Or I know someone who is going through something like that. So, give us a couple of words of encouragement or advice maybe which is even the better word advise us on ways to deal with that and what life has taught you to this point about managing that situation
1: i would say the biggest thing and i know gary v talks a lot about this but it's it's so true is identifying your self-awareness right i think I think that's the biggest thing. Life is always going to throw things at you. I always like to say, you know, we, we were unfortunately set up in a lifestyle that is structured with school and, you know, everything. Right. And then when we finally get out of like the whole school structure, we realize that life isn't structured like that. It's completely unstructured. Right. And the only thing that you could structure in your life is yourself and your awareness of yourself. And. You know, I kind of went through the boot camp as a teenager around it and growing up to where I am now and realizing like self awareness is really what's going to carve out the greatness in you. And if you could reflect on yourself and figure out what your core strengths are and figure out what makes you a value, not without having someone tell you of those values, just you knowing what those values are without even having any sort of person tell you exactly that or giving you that trophy, you know, I think that's going to really make someone. You know, do amazing things in life. Yeah,
0: I would 100% agree. Self-awareness is key, man. It is a major key. And I think that that is one of the cooler things about you, Nick, as you continue to uh, help people with second flight and you're, you're selling yourself and your mindset. So what are some habits that you do on a daily basis that get you centered in yourself and and make sure that your cup is full therefore you can provide everyone in your life your wife your friends your relationships business and personal with the
1: best version of yourself i think i think the biggest thing is you 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 gotta like kind of look at like everything in a macro view of what you what you personally accomplished you're gonna be little things right i feel like you kind of gotta give yourself those self-affirmations of like really, really self-reflecting and be like and really even go back maybe months or years back of like look at where i am now i did this i did this for myself and wow i don't you know the only person i need for you know to tell me that i'm doing good is is myself yeah. right so so I think that's the biggest thing and and I always again condition, you know, wherever my strengths are and, and really fine tune them when it comes down to like, you know, learning how to you know sell myself, you know, and I think that also comes in line when you can when you could find yourself and be self aware of yourself and know what your core strengths are and complement your your own achievements personally and internally, then you're able to articulate that and sell yourself and whatever ideas or things that you're trying to position or even if you're trying to like help another you know you're working for a company and you want to get your promotion or you want to sell that product or you want to land a deal. At the end of the day, people are buying in you. And I I, I love that because there's two choices, Nick. Literally, it's light or dark.
0: And You're illuminating a point that I I agree with uh, 100%. You can either choose self-loving or self-loathing. It's either I appreciate what I've done and I know that if I continue to go in the path that I'm going, as long as I am self-aware and authentic to my true self, that I'm going to succeed. I'm going to figure it out. And look at how much I've done to this point. Like Another Gary Vee point, we significantly overestimate what we can do in one year and significantly underestimate what we can do in 10. So it's so good that you're giving to the listeners that viewpoint of just frame it back to love, frame it back to peace, frame it back to gratitude. Like I am good. I can do this. Let me keep going instead of, man, why am I not where he is or comparing or competing or any of those type of things? that's, That's a great bit of advice for the listeners. Fantastic, Nick.
1: Yeah, man. I think that's a big, big advice because if you're gonna try competing against other people, especially people who are maybe a lot more steps ahead of you, you're gonna always find yourself self-doubting yourself. I think you got to think about the sprints, the personal sprints in life, rather than following a marathon of someone else's. Oh, that's that's magic, man. So as
0: we round this episode out, Nick, you've given so much value. Tell me if you could have these listeners take their headphones off, or 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 turn their car off, or, you know, sitting at work, finally finishing you this conversation, this experience underneath your tutelage, Nick, you're teaching all of us, right? What do you want them to walk away with from your story? What what
1: would you want them to have experienced and learned from your story? I think the biggest thing I want people to learn is and it's it's completely true. If you want to start a business or if you want to let's say shift careers because you know the career you're in is you're not happy in or whatever it might be and you may look at everything and see the adversity of everything stacked against you and the conformity mindset may be saying you know you are not supposed to do this because on paper you're not going to be able to do this right just just throw all that out the window it's all bs anyway because at the end of the day i was just a kid who had no college degree I literally started my own company without a website, without a business card. And I even look back at that, I'm like, how the hell did I even do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 I was also a 20-something year old kid trying to talk to these baby boomer, you know, very successful business owners that I'm their solution. I think at the end of the day, people have to realize if a guy who could who on paper should not be where he is today could do it, that means every person could really, really do it as long as they know their own self and their ability to learn how to showcase that in the best light. So if they're at that
0: edge of fear, that cliff, and they're looking over it, they're kicking rocks over, they see how far that jump is, and they've got that parachute on their back, but they're not sure that parachute will open. What is your advice to someone who knows what they want? knows the life that they want to live is on the other side of that cliff or that wall, or they just need to jump. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say to them, you haven't discovered what truly makes you great.
0: (laughs) Wow, man. I got chills with that. You just haven't even discovered what makes you great. Nick, in one word, what makes Nick Cullen great? Kristen. That's your wife, I'm assuming. Yep. That's unbelievable, it's- man. That's unbelievable. Nick, I, I have had an absolute blast in this experience, man. And you know what I want to do? I want to continue to learn from you. I hope that you continue to push your message and teach and influence because I think you do that naturally with what you do. In your job on a day-to-day basis, but continuing to diversify your skill set and sell yourself and your story is going to be very impactful for people who are like you, like myself, who are nonconformists and want to find an avenue that is unique to them and chase their own creation of that avenue and build a life of their own. I think you can really change lives. So I encourage you, man, to go ahead with Kristen, continue to fight for the life that you're building and love so much and continue to bring a tribe of individuals along with you man
1: awesome man i love it man and thank you so much and uh please keep in touch man as as well as the entire you know creating space kind of like tribe you know don't ever hesitate to reach out
0: yeah so where that's a great segue man you're too good at this you must do too too many podcasts so tell me where can these listeners connect with you how can they engage with you where do they go to find you
1: I feel like the easiest way, I'll, I'll even disclose this all here. Um, I'm going to give you guys the link to my own personal calendar. So that way you can just book yourself in. We can chat for 15, 30 minutes, however long you need to talk about whatever it is. And uh, the best way to connect with me um, is if you want to look up meetme.so slash Nick Cullen. That's K K U L L I N. That'll be the best way. And of course, you always check out my website, you know, secondflightconsultancy.com and also have an academy, you know, Second Flight Academy. Guys, and- so I'll
0: get this, all, all this information, I'll get this sorted in the show notes. Make sure that you guys have that. Any place that you can access Nick and getting in touch with him, especially that personal account that he just gave you, that's a major key, Nick. Well done on that behalf. I'll have that all in the show notes. You'll be able to click, find and discover where Nick is. Hey, Nick, creating space. You came in, you smashed it. You're the man. Continue to keep being the best version of yourself. It's great. Thank you. Likewise to you, brother. Nick definitely makes nonconformity look cool. You know what I learned about the process of life through Nick's story is that if everything looks like odds are against you, there's probably more opportunity that exists than you even understand. When the cards are down, when the chips are down, Nick helped me to understand that that's when you double down on yourself. That is when the fear is trying to take over you and the thought process is going to the negative. When those times arise, that's where you really have to have faith in yourself. And Nick exercised that starting from the moment when he was kicked out of his house and had to figure it out. College simply wasn't an option for Nick. He didn't have the finances to make it happen. He didn't have the support that a lot of us do. He didn't point fingers. He didn't blame. Actually, he pointed all the fingers back towards himself. He doubled down on himself. He pushed through his issues, and he knew that he could find a way to the other side. Stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and try to compare yourself to others. What Nick is saying, create your own trail, blaze your own path. And I love the way that sounds and I hope you do too. All of the information to get in contact with Nick will be in the show notes. Make sure you share this episode with someone out there who's on the brink of trying to figure out how to take a leap. Maybe it's an entrepreneur who needs a push to get past a block that they're in. Maybe it's a friend who's not really sure how to get through a family situation. Share it with someone whose life will be impacted by Nick's story. It's unique, it's valuable, and it needs to be shared. I 100% feel very passionate about that. I hope you guys have had a great time enjoying this podcast. Mindset Monday, just around the corner. Guys, take care.